I've felt that feeling of stress, anxiety, being overwhelmed so frequently in my life. And as long as I'm not crazy, I, I assume, not to make an ass out of myself, I assume that I'm not alone there. That many of you have also had not the easiest time with these emotions. And that being said, where there is a common problem for many humans, there is an opportunity. There is a new perspective and a fresh, novel angle of looking at things. So, what, what is that emotion, that, that pull of overthinking, of your internal dialogue just being chaotic? Where is that bringing you and what does it mean? I feel that there's no simple answer here, but it's not necessarily as complicated as it may seem when you're stuck in that state of mind. If, if we're talking about moving and transforming your state of mind, moving into a different state, a different mood or feeling, then this is where things get interesting and this is where the opportunity is hidden. Because the pain of anxiety and the stress, it's not necessarily a bad thing, it just matters how you're looking at it. And if you're stuck there and you're absolutely gripped and overwhelmed by that emotion, it can be so destructive. And, but there's another route. And that route is transmuting the stress, the emotion of being overwhelmed into something which can be used as fuel. See, pain, low energy, the negative, the low frequency emotions, they are, I'm not gonna say they're the most powerful fuel, but in order for you to get somewhere else, you have to work with what you got. And to work with what you have right now, usually before you operate from a healthy energy in a high frequency more frequently, you start somewhere else. You start on the opposing end of the spectrum. So what it comes down to here is admitting and recognizing I am consistently feeling a way which I would not like to feel. Okay, once you break through any form of denial, denial is essentially the closed-mindedness which so many individuals are riddled with. And it is a form of protecting the ego. The last thing that your ego wants is to feel as if it is wrong. And if your ego is developed, it is willing to admit that there is much more that it doesn't know than what it does know. And with that open-mindedness, you create the space in your life to heal certain emotions. And so that is the, the foundation upon which 
getting free from stress and anxiety, that's the foundation which it all sprouts from. And without having an open-mindedness, a willingness to reflect upon your actions, your feelings, and to realize maybe, just maybe, there is a way, an avenue, a vehicle to get me feeling better than I feel currently. Without that open-mindedness, you're almost fucking yourself. Almost. And usually, usually what happens is that ego puts up a wall and it wants to guard itself from anything that is going to challenge challenge its beliefs and worldviews and preconceived notions. But if you are mature enough to realize that there might be more out there that you don't know yet, then you have the foundation set to start to heal any sort of low frequency emotion and specifically stress, anxiety, overthinking, in a, a chaotic internal dialogue. To work through this, the simplest avenue, which I would recommend, number one is clean nutrition, and number two is meditation. So, those pathways, I don't know if I necessarily want to zoom in on them right here, right now, but more so, explain the process of waking up to the fact that you have more power than you may think you have. See, the stress, that is not a bad thing because if you're open enough, you're going to use the stress as an indicator to change and adjust your actions. And this is where the idea, the concept of the feedback loop comes in. Because when you change your actions, for example, one of the one of the most frequent things that I've noticed in my life is I can b begin to stress no matter how smooth my day has been. Usually where stress appears for me is in between actions. So let's say you know you have an understanding, a, a foundation, a goal. You want to wake up early, maybe you want to go to the gym, or you want to put in some hours in the business. But all, all that's good. But the most common thing I've noticed, which leads to stress personally, is when there is a pause in between action. So the distinction is a unhealthy aimless pause versus a intentional break. I'm right here, I'm emphasizing the unhealthy pause. If you get back from the gym, you pull out that phone and you fall into aimless scrolling. Or you get home from work, you open YouTube without setting yourself up for success. That's where stress comes from. Because internally your subconscious is informing you via feelings that you were doing something that was not necessary, necessarily aligned with your highest values. For example, if what's most important to you or valuable to you is to build business, to educate yourself, to create and network with certain individuals, and you get home from the gym or from work and you start aimlessly consuming entertainment, you feel exactly how you're meant to feel. Like when you finish that video or even halfway through the video and you just click away from it and you start to realize, oh, <laughs> I feel like trash. I feel like trash. What is causing that? 
It's simply that you're misaligned with your values. You know deep down within that your attention and your energy is meant to be invested more wisely. Rather than spending energy on um, entertainment, you intentionally invest energy in the pathways most aligned with your values. This is how you get out of stress and overwhelm. You hop into clean action. And how to create stress and overwhelm is to be spending your energy in an unwise way, to be sort of wasting your time. So I don't know, this isn't necessarily profound. What, what it is, is so simple that it took me a long time to realize. You know, sometimes things are complicated and it takes a long time to realize. Some things, sometimes things are so simple, so in front of your face that you just don't want to look at them. And if you can start to move from action to action, and I'm not saying don't take breaks. So see, the healthy break is something like you pick up a book for 10 minutes after doing business for hours, or you go for a walk for 10, 20, however long after doing business. That's a healthy break. The unhealthy thing which is going to compound your stress and your feelings of anxiety is to not move seamlessly from healthy action to healthy action. And the more that you can structure your day in a way where you go gym, nutrition, meditation, walk, stretching, business, reading, business, conversation with friend, business, the more that you can click things together and get rid of that aimless space of consuming entertainment mindlessly, the better you're going to feel. But don't believe me. Please don't believe me. Just test that out for a couple days, then reply in the comments and let me know what you noticed. Because who knows? I could be, you know, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. How about that one? Um, so there's, there's such value in paying attention to what you feel after a certain action. Because that's how this sort of came to me is just realizing, wait. And it's not that you can't watch entertainment, right? You just kind of have to figure out when is the right time for you to watch entertainment. That's going to be different for everyone. And in what proportion are you meant to be watching entertainment? So you really have to figure that out. And so I'm not saying that you can't do it. I'm just saying that there has to be some strategic thinking paired with some reflection and that's how you figure out when and how much you consume entertainment. Um, on this topic, it's not just entertainment, right? It could be substances, it could be um, partying, whatever it is that you get pleasure from. That's the essence here, is balance, balancing the delaying of gratification with pleasure. So a life built on no pleasure, I mean, it is what it is. You could be David Goggins, do whatever you want. But I'm not here to say that pleasure is bad. I, I'm just realizing that it's sort of, you gotta figure out your proportions and you have to set your days up strategically based upon the feedback which you are getting each day which is your feelings.
And that's the trouble, which is many individuals don't create the space to actually hear their heart and pay attention to their feelings and listen to their gut and their intuition. If you create that space via walks or meditation or stretching or writing, Whatever avenue it is to create the space for you to reflect upon what you're feeling, hey, combine all those avenues. That's what works for me. But you, you can't make it up. Like the value in living intentionally, in listening to your feelings, the value's priceless. It's priceless because deep down, you know what you're meant to be doing. Deep down, your heart knows. And the tough part is making the distinction between, is this my heart or is this a underdeveloped form of my ego? Because, and so there's that distinction. What's, what can you do to make the differentiation between I, I, am I hearing my heart right now or am I being deceived? Am I playing myself? Because the ego can be tricky. The ego can be so tricky. So you sort of have to be deeply open with yourself and to look at, is this a form of chasing, wanting, and desiring for something truly selfish? That's egotistical. Or is this a form of building, creating, and becoming for humanity, for others? So there's the interesting trap here, which is you can't share anything you don't have. So sometimes before you become more selfless, you have to be selfish. And so, so just reflect upon that distinction I made there. And if you're building and creating and becoming, odds are those are signs from your heart. And if you're wanting, chasing, and needing, and desiring, odds are it's coming from your underdeveloped ego. So there, there's no magic pill here, but the more space you create through healthy, intentional lifestyle, the more likely you are to hear the call of your conscious in your heart. And the thing is that that call is always there. It's just a lot of people are so consumed with entertainment, distraction, and numbing of their mind that the call of their conscious is sort of a flute. It's the quiet thing. And the ego is the trumpet. The blaring trumpet is the underdeveloped ego, the chasing, the wants, the desiring, the comparison, the inadequacy, the the egotistical emotions of I'm better than you, let me prove you. So when you listen to your heart, all of that stuff fades away. When you listen to your heart, your stress fades away because you're truly aligned. Your actions match your values. And of course, even when you're aligned with your heart, you will have moments, moments. But the thing is, when you're coming from egotistical space, those moments turn into minutes, hours, and days. And when you operate from your heart, the clarity, the awareness is there so that it just remains moments. For example, I, I <laughs> things that used to bother me for days, hours, and minutes, 
now it, it's like 30 seconds and I'm like, <laughs> wow, wow. You were really stuck right there, Justin, wow. So through this intentional living, you, you drastically raise your observation ability of your internal dialogue. When you're more aware of your thought sequences, the feedback loops in your life, you create the opportunity to make more adjustments aligned with what the universe is calling you for, what the pull of your heart is bringing you toward. And it's, it's almost that simple. Like there's no magic pill, but you clean up your nutrition and you pick up a meditation habit that's the start because those are the two keys to clarity and then I'll toss an exercise paired with that and it also makes you physically more successful too like you're more attractive your first impressions are more powerful when you look good and when your mind is clear you articulate you speak better therefore you have a higher likelihood of creating networking and quality connections with quality individuals you know if you're not clear if you don't meditate and you you have shit nutrition the odds are that your speech isn't going to be on on par and and sharp and your odds are you're not going to look sharp and hey i'm not saying see here's the thing there are many successful people who are fat who have shit habits who don't meditate i don't know how they do it but guess what they've done it so it's possible but all i'm saying is there's a drastically higher likelihood of you becoming who you're meant to be and being successful when you pick up the right habits and the right mindset. So if you would like to go deeper on this work, if you feel that I, I am touching on things which you resonate with, I, I'm open to working one-on-one -on -one with some individuals and waitlist will be happening soon. I have a few more slots, like one or two more slots for the next couple months. So if you're interested in grabbing those slots before they're gone, just shoot me an email, link in the description below. And until next time, I appreciate you. I appreciate you.